Act Five of Britannicus by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell, eighteen sixty-four to nineteen thirty-three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One, Britannicus Junia. Yes, Junia, Nero waits me in his hall however strange it seems to make me welcome there all the youth at court have been invited and there mid festal pomp and mirth he wills our mutual oaths should in their sight be sealed and love revived with brotherly embraces his passion for yourself source of our hatred he quenches and makes you over his fate sole arbitress though banished from the rank my fathers held though in their spoils he decks him before my eyes yet ceasing to oppose our love he yields me the delight of pleasing you and my heart in secret pardons him and gives up all the rest with small regret no longer shall i live apart from you this moment i can see without alarm those eyes which neither grief nor terror moved which have for me refused the imperial throne but what new fear dear lady thus constrains your heart's participation in my joy how is it while you hear me your sad eyes cast lingering looks towards the sky above us what is it that you dread i scarcely know but i'm afraid you love me can you ask it nero no longer mars our happiness but can you guarantee me his good faith what you suspect him of a secret hatred just now did nero love me swore to slay you me he avoids seeks you can change so great be but a moment's work a master-stroke of agrippina's in this work i see she thought my death would bring her ruin with it thanks to the foresight of her jealous spirit our bitterest enemies have fought for us my trust is in the passions she displayed in burris in the emperor himself i trust like me incapable of treason he hates with open heart or hates no longer nay judge not sir his feelings by your own the course you follow is not that of nero his court and him i've known but for a day but here alas if i dare own the truth how different is their speech from what they think how little do the heart and tongue agree how lightly here are promises belied how strange are all their ways to you and me but be their friendship true or false if you fear nero is he without fear himself no no he will not by so base a crime dare to arouse the people and the senate against himself he owned his latest wrong he showed remorse even before narcissus ah my dear princess had he told you how but are you sure narcissus is no traitor why would you have me doubt him nay i know not 
but tis your life that is at stake, my prince, and I read treachery in every eye. Nero I fear, and fear the dark misfortunes that dog my steps. Prescient, against my will, of woe, with fond regret I see you leave me. Oh, if this peace, wherewith you feed your hopes, should hide some secret snare against your life, if Nero, by our mutual love provoked, has chosen night's deep shadows to conceal his vengeance, and makes ready while I see you to strike, if I should ne'er behold you more, my prince. Dear Junia, do I see you weep? Are my concerns of such account to you? Today, when Nero, swelling in his pride, thought to bewitch your eyes with royal splendor, here, where all shun me and pay court to him, can you prefer my woes to all his pomp? On this same day, and in his very palace, refuse a throne and weep, my love, for me? But dry those precious tears. Soon my return will dissipate alarms. Longer delay may wake suspicions. Fare you well. I go. My heart is full of tender thoughts of you. Amidst the mirth of young eyes that are blind to see what I see, on you I'll fondly gaze and hold sweet converse. Prince! They wait my coming, and I must go. At least stay till you're sent for. Scene two, Britannicus, Agrippina, Junia. Why tarry, prince? Go quickly. Nero sits impatiently complaining of your absence. The joy of all the guests still incomplete waits to burst forth till you embrace each other. Let not so flattering a wish grow cool. Depart, and we will find Octavia, madam. Go, my fair Junia, with your mind at ease. Hasten and greet her warmly. She expects you. As soon as I can do so, I will join you, and give you thanks, madam, for all your kindness. Scene 3. Agrippina, Junia. Madam, if I mistake not, you have shed some parting tears, with which your eyes are dim. Tell me, what cloud has troubled your calm sky? Doubt you the peace my pains have now secured? After so many griefs this day has cost me, I cannot still my agitated heart. Scarce can I yet believe this miracle. And should I fear your goodness may be thwarted, forgive me, for I know the court is fickle, and some alarm always consorts with love. I've said enough. The aspect of affairs is altered, and my cares leave you no ground to doubt it. I will answer for this peace. Nero has sworn to me with surest pledges. I would that you had witnessed the endearments with which he sealed anew his solemn promise. With what affection he just now detained me, and kept his arms around me ere we parted, his ready kindness written on his features at first to lighter matters condescended, with filial frankness all his pride forgetting into his mother's heart poured forth his feelings 
but soon resuming a severer manner as of an emperor who consults his mother without reserve he trusted me with secrets whereon the fortune of mankind depends no i must here confess it to his honour he harbours now no taint of dark resentment our enemies alone warped his good nature and gained his ear to bias him against us but in its turn their influence is waning rome soon shall recognise my power once more and gladly hails the end of my disfavour meanwhile we must not tarry here till night but with octavia close this happy day i deem so fatal but what strikes mine ears uproar and tumult what can they be doing oh gracious heaven save britannicus scene four agrippina junia burris whither away so fast stop burris tell me madam tis done britannicus is dying alas <gasps> my prince dying or rather madam already dead pardon this agony i go to succour or to follow him scene five agrippina burris oh burris what a crime i'll not survive it i needs must quit the emperor and his court what quailed he not to shed his brother's blood more secretly he compassed his design scarce did the emperor see his brother come when from his knees he raised him and embraced him and while all stood in silence seized a cup to crown this day said he with better welcome i pour the first drops forth as my libation ye gods to whom i thus appeal be present to favour now our reconciliation by the same oaths the young prince binds himself the cup still in his hand is by narcissus refilled but as he touched it to his lips no sword thrust ever caused effect so potent his eyes grew dim their vital fire had vanished lifeless and cold upon his couch he fell think how this blow struck every trembling heart half of the guests with cries of fear rushed out but those whose knowledge of the court was longer conformed their countenance to caesar's looks which showed no sign of wonder as he lay still on his couch this malady said he of which you fear the violence has oft-times attacked his childhood and is free from danger narcissus tried in vain to seem concerned his treacherous joy betrayed itself too well let nero if he will punish my boldness i passing through the crowd left his vile court and overwhelmed with grief at this foul murder mourn for the prince for caesar and for rome he comes now you shall see if i inspired him scene six nero agrippina burris narcissus nero seen agrippina great gods stop nero i must speak to you a word or two britannicus is dead i know the hand that murdered him who, madam? You. I? See how suspicion works upon you? No evil happens, but you hold me guilty. And if one chose to heed your reckless words, t'was I who cut the life of Claudius short. You loved his son, 
His death may turn your brain, but for the strokes of fate I cannot answer. No, no. Britannicus has died of poison. Narcissus did the deed at your command. Madam, who dares to tell you it was so? Does this suspicion wrong you, sire, so much? Madam, Britannicus had secret projects, which, carried out, would with good cause have grieved you. His aim was higher than a match with Junia. You would have suffered deeply for your kindness. Much he deceived you, meaning, soon or late, to take full vengeance for his cherished wrongs. If fate has helped you in your own despite, or Caesar, with his knowledge of the plots against your life, trusted my faithful service, leave tears, my lady, to your enemies, and let them number this calamity with those they deem their worst. But you... Go on. Such ministers will win a glorious name for Nero. You have gone too far already now to draw back. First, with your brother's blood beginning, I foresee your hand will strike your mother next. For in your secret heart you hate me, and would free you from the yoke of gratitude. But I will make my death useless, nor think that dying I will leave you in peace. This light of day to which I gave you, this city, always, everywhere, will show me before your eyes. Remorse like furies haunt you. By fresh atrocities you'll think to calm then, and madness rising like a swollen stream shall brand your life with bloodshed dire and frequent. But heaven at last, I hope, loathing your crimes, will add another victim to the heap, and, after wallowing in their blood and mine, that you will be compelled to shed your own, and that posterity shall hold your name more odious than the cruelest of tyrants. This, my heart tells me, is your destiny. Farewell. Depart. Narcissus, follow me. Scene 7. Agrippina Burris. Heavens, how unjust have my suspicions been, condemning you and hearkening to Narcissus. Saw you, good Burris, what a glance of fury Nero left with me as his valediction. The die is cast. Nothing will stop him now. The blow foretold me is about to fall, and he will overwhelm you in your turn. Ah, as for me, I've lived a day too long. Would heaven his cruelty had been so kind as to have tried its prentice hand on me? Then should I have been spared this certain prospect of Rome's impending ruin, which this crime reveals. It is not that the deed alone wakes my despair, since jealousy might prompt the fratricide. But, to be candid, madam, t'was Nero's coolness as he saw him die, the look of unconcern already fixed that marks the tyrant long inured to crime. Let him complete his work, and put to death a troublesome adviser, who can bear him no longer. Far from wishing to escape, the quickest doom shall be to me most welcome. Scene 8. Agrippina Burris Albina. Oh, madam, run and save the emperor. Go, Burris, go. His madness masters him, parted forever from all hope of Junia. What? Has the princess then ended her life? To overwhelm him with eternal sorrow, 
though yet alive junia is dead for him you know how hurriedly she left this spot feigning that she would visit sad octavia but soon she turned aside and took her way where i could follow her as on she sped she passed distracted through the palace gates but when she saw the statue of augustus she with her tears bedewed his marble feet clinging around them closely with her arms prince by these knees said she which i embrace protect me now last of thy family rome has just witnessed slaughtered in thy palace the only one of thy descendants left who might have been like thee they would have had me prove false to him to keep my faith unsullied i here devote me to the immortal gods whose altars through thy virtue thou dost share meanwhile the people wondering at the sight from all directions fly and throng around her pitying her sorrow melted at her tears and with one voice they promised to defend her they lead her to the temple where so long our virgins vowed to serve at vesta's shrine keep faithful watch over the precious fire that burns forever there caesar looks on nor dares to interfere as they depart emboldened by the wish to please his master narcissus lays a sacrilegious hand on junia and without alarming her tries to detain her but a thousand blows punish his rashness and the damsel's robes are sprinkled with his blood in dumb surprise the emperor leaves him in their hand and goes back to his palace and his sullen silence forbids approach only the name of junia escapes his lips with vague uncertain steps he walks with downcast and bewildered eyes and much i fear that night and solitude combining to embitter his despair if you should longer fail to bring him succour his grief may hurry him to self-destruction time presses run or in a fit of passion he'll take his life tis justly forfeited but burrus let us see how far his transports are like to go whether remorse will change him and he henceforth will list better counsel i would to heaven this crime might be his last End of Act Five. End of Britannicus by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell, eighteen sixty four to nineteen thirty three.